cool hand podcast something you got to deal with welcome back to the show i'm your host my name is q we are traveling today for our interview our interviewee matter of fact we're going to the state with big belts big hats probably big bugs Te- yes. Texas. I-, I wish I had a cowboy hat because um, I actually thought about <laughs> it. Like I, <laughs> I need more antics with this, maybe to draw more attention. But uh, <laughs> I was going to wear a cowboy hat if I could, you know, but um, we have a, a-, a producer, an artist. Um, he can get into more of what he does. Um, guest, can you please introduce yourself? Um, my name is Brandon Gantu. Um, I'm here in Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, my artist name is Chlorophyll Collins. Um, and I, yeah, I produce music with software and, uh, yeah, I do, I do the visuals and stuff for most of my stuff as well. So I guess like graphic art just is a little bit part of that as well. You know? Graphic art as well. Everybody welcome Chlorophyll Collins. <laughs> had, yes. to, had to throw the cash register in there. Got right, so graphic art as well. I'm going to put that in my notes. So don't, don't put it too many times. Don't put it too many times. <laughs> all right. Well, well, it's all money on here. Um, because when you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick analogy. Um, shooting uh shooting hoops like playing basketball if i know that shot's gone in i'm shooting a shot and i know it's gone in. i'm saying that's money so with your music um I, I, do we have two eps uh yeah um as far as what's on streaming platforms and everything at the moment two eps uh, two eps on streaming uh platforms and every time he didn't miss so he's two for two that's money all right now chlorophyll <laughs> collins that works <laughs> I also have a single before the two EPs, but anyway, it's a, a single as well. And um, and we'll talk about that. I I have it in my notes. Um, I have that single here too. So, um, producer, you some graphic art as well. Um, let's. Uh, I, I want to talk about you. And we we first connected pretty much through uh, mutual um, artists, associate contemporaries. And uh, you're working with some people I know, and uh, I got the privilege to meet you and check out your your great music. So um, I'm excited to uh, get into it. So uh, Chlorophyll Collins, uh, you're you're from the great state of Texas. Um, what's the culture there? What was life like growing up in Texas, or uh, uh, particularly Corpus Christi? Um, that's an interesting question. Um... Yeah, you know, I mean, Corpus, it's, it's, there's an element of it being like a, a city, you know, um, but it's not necessarily like the kind of city like San Antonio or Houston or Austin or anything, um, but it's also not quite towards a small town type thing. Um, there has been increases in like, you know, cultural diversity and things like that as time has moved, as time has pressed on, um, which has been nice. Um, but, but yeah, you know, um, it's kind of a little bit of a hybrid of, uh, city and small town vibes, if you will. City and small town vibes. Now, what, what do you do in a Corpus Christi since it's not like the big town type thing? What do you do for fun there? Um, I mean, my kind of like concept of that matter is like for me, because I've grown up, I'm an only child. And so I think for me, I just kind of learned to make my own little world, you know, <laughs> like various interests, which, uh, you know, are often inside and whatnot, you know, like video games and shows or whatever, you know. Um, but I mean, as far as things to do here in Corpus, I have a connection to the actual vicinity that I live in here. Um, what do we do? I don't know. Go to, there's a place called Asian Market that I just honestly liked walking around in and go with friends and like try random snacks. Uh, um, before quarantine hit, there was a, <clears throat> there was an arcade called Quasars. Um, and 
that place was really cool. And it was sad because it had only had kind of really gotten started more recently. I think if it was around before, I'd probably go there more often with friends. Um, yeah, just like chill out at bookstores, vibe with friends, go to eat. Um, sometimes I would like cook here at the house and invite some friends over and because I, I enjoy food and nerding out on food and whatnot. So, mm. yeah. It, it sounds like you're a very hospitable uh, individual. Um, I, mm. I, 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 I try to be, I, I, I've, I've tried to be, I, I think that if anything, I can, something I do definitely try and do, if I'm not able to have the circumstances to like, I mean, obviously it's quarantine, it's different now, but like, you know, just to be able to foster environments where people can like potentially connect with each other. And, you know, like, I always like the idea of like seeing these people over here, seeing that I appreciate this particular thing about them, that I have these friends over here and I appreciate them for this reason as well. And that's like basically the same reason. Mm -hmm. So then for them to connect, it's just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> On beautiful like, world. I, I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to tell for the people now, I'm, this is our first time speaking face to face. We've uh, for the, for let the record show um, we've never uh, like formally formally met. Um, and this is the first time we're having a face to face. Now, the one thing that I noticed about you off the bat is that you have an extensive vocabulary and <laughs> And and you know, it's extensive to me. Now I, I just might be a little slow. But... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm slow. No. But uh I, but I there there's a couple words that you use that I have to use my dictionary.com app on. So now through this interview, you say something that I'm not familiar with. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Um you know, I might just go along with it and use context clues or i might just since it's all out in the air i might just say you know what i don't know what that word means um can you educate me and the listeners um sure. so so all that being said i'm long-winded by the way all that just to I love add, that. I meant that. okay like, this isn't about me too, that's the so. thing i you are allowed to be long-winded on the cool hand podcast now were you a studious uh person growing up um well, I mean, I didn't go to, I didn't go to college. So there's that um, as far as like uh, pre-college grade school, um, I was in public school until sixth grade, which is whenever I started homeschooling. Um, and um, I mean, in elementary, like there was times whenever I was part of a quote unquote accelerated program or whatever. Um, so, I mean, as to the validity of me being part of those programs, like who's <laughs> to say, but I was in, in there. Um, and overall, I would say that I was always the kid that was getting in trouble for talking to the other classmates um, because I probably just wanted attention and I was a narcissist or something <laughs> um so yeah I mean there was always the kids like for, for instance they would like it would be like reading time or something and they would be in their little bean bag or whatever and they would be reading their little book or something and I would probably be the one that would just be like you know <laughs> um, so yeah that was you know um I mean I've gotten better like for instance with reading or whatever different things like that as a pastime but I do seem to always be like if there's anything that I'm curious on I will always google it um you know or try and learn about it or like through YouTube or something so yeah I just have a very inquisitive mind I would I would say and I would say that's a good thing it's uh <laughs> to continue to learn uh so yeah uh, one thing we're only, you know, so, so far into this interview, one lesson to learn if you were to learn anything is to uh, keep learning, just like chlorophyll Collins. Now, <laughs> now creatively, because you are a musician, you are an artist. Uh, 
what were the creative things that you did growing up, whether it included music or something else? Um, hmm. I can say that I was always horrible at art. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I feel like, cause there was always the kids that, um, maybe it was just the means by which you could do it at that time or something. Because like before, you know, like with the drawing or the painting or the whatever, like that was always something that I honestly kind of had a hard time with. Um, but like, I always did have an appreciation for like visual aesthetics, for example. Um, and so I think through like, I think through like Instagram and stuff, like I've started to have more of a taste or of things that inspire me visually. Um, knowing how to edit photos or whatever, just do that. Um, and uh, I mean, I've always been a huge movie and TV shows fan and stuff. So just finding inspiration from that. Um, but as far as like actual things that I created, um, I don't know, man, probably not as much um, as you might think. Um, I think that even with a guitar, like, I've had a guitar for a long time. That was one of the, my first introductions to music and stuff. Um, but whenever I first got started, like I was never the kid to be able to learn how to like do a cover of a song and be able to sing that. Like I always sucked at learning those things and committing to that fully, but I would always be fooling around with stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but no, no, that's a that's a perfect segue um, because okay. you were fooling around with stuff. You said earlier you had the you have the inquisitive mind, so um, you were inquiring about you know many different things. Maybe not learning them to the full, but still fooling around, messing with it. Now, at what point you talked about the guitar? Now, at what age did you really start um, fiddling with the music and getting a feel for it? Um, I mean, as far as like, cause obviously the, I was going to say, I, I think it's funny that even back then, like there would be different friends or whatever that would have like their drums or their guitar, the instrument that they would have. And then mm -hmm. as, as it goes, it would be like, Hey, you have said instrument, we should jam. Cause that was what people like to do. They like to jam. <laughs> of course, no one knows what to do whenever they jam um <laughs> I mean some people do though some people do um but uh so something that I would end up just leaning towards is that I was always I would always get these little ideas in my head like musical like sketches or whatever and I would tell my friends you know I'd be like hey why don't you do this over here and then I'll I'll do this over here and you can do this over here and they'd be like oh, okay and like it may not have been much or anything, but I think that speaks to that I always had, I don't know, this mentality, like a bit of a producer's mentality, like where I would think of more of like the whole scope of everything going on, um, the sound in a holistic vein versus just like, yeah, I'm going to do this solo or something. Mm -hmm. um, so. No, that, no, that's good to, that's good to know. I'm going to take note of that. You always had the producer mindset. Yeah, I got notes. You can't see it, but um, I got notes. <laughs> uh, the producer mindset from an early age. And that's pretty interesting. You talked about people wanting to jam out. Now there's an interview that hasn't come out yet. Um, but by the time this comes out, it'll be out. And that's with Johnny who um, AKA the father of crowded places, as he said in his deep voice. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Nice. He, um, he talked about how he was never interested in the whole jam sessions thing and how <laughs> he, how he just rather create his own, you know, not diss yeah. and jam sessions, but it's, he'd rather it's, just... it's around, it's around, it's there. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that I had to laugh at that. Cause you, I just had that interview, uh, last Monday and then you brought it up the following week. I thought it was, uh, pretty that's humorous cool, that's it, that's samson's dad yeah yeah that's cool 
Yeah, <laughs> it'll be out this week. Today, uh, today is February seventh, so um, it, yeah, it came out or uh, we did it last week. So, um, so I'm always listening to that. Oh yeah, it, it's a good one. It's a good one. I had fun with it, but um, so do you currently? Uh, we talked about uh, the guitar. Do you currently play a specific instrument? Um, not, not. <laughs> Not really. If there's anything that I could say, I can closely like the thing that I'm best at um, or can do is like I can I can play some guitar. Um, I mean, like I can I can do like finger style picking type like uh, arpeggiations and playing in that way, like stuff that you might hear like from folk music or something. Um, and I know like the CG and the D chords and like general shapes and whatnot, you know, I can, um, so that's probably the most, the thing that I'm most fluent with um, as far as real world instruments goes. But most of the way that I've produced or gotten into producing has been just kind of through knowing general music theory and learning, you know, like, I mean, I taught that on my, like I taught myself that and then I just, was able to use like my laptop and something like I have a digital piano that I use as a MIDI keyboard and I just flesh out ideas like uh, chord or melodic ideas through that or I'll even just use like my keyboard on my laptop to like input stuff so um, <clears throat> yeah as okay. of yet. <laughs> so now I'm gonna tell you something uh I'm trying to piece things together by way of, of questions. Now, my questions may just not be hitting this interview. So I couldn't piece things together in my in, in this little mind of mine to um, to bring us to the point that I have to ask. Now, how in the world did you get into producing, uh, into the production aspect? Because, um, you know, you mess with you mess with the guitar, you know some things with the guitar. Now, how did the whole production aspect of your creativity come into play? Yeah, no, I thank you for explicitly asking that because <laughs> I recognize I was probably supposed to introduce that, but I just hadn't yet. Um, but yeah, um, in keeping with that idea of like wanting to make music on my own and whatnot, and maybe not always able to, being able to like communicate what I wanted to do with friends or something. Um, I just, I guess in being a nerd or something found like free software on, on um, from the internet that I was able to start using. Um, and that was, I, I was just looking at my like old files on my laptop just earlier. And the earliest date that I could find was from 2012. Um, and so I think I would have been like 18 then. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was whenever I first started using this free software um, and just kind of like noodling around. And then I got into GarageBand um, through my phone um, and using other apps and importing those things into or exporting those things into GarageBand and doing stuff with that. Um, and then I currently now use a software called Reason, um, and that's that's been going on for a while now. I don't really have a good estimation for how long that's been, but um, but yeah, that's been the progression of of that. Yeah. Now there's a there's a degree of difficulty in learning software. Um, yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a story, um, maybe about 2014, just a quick story. Um, I had crowded places. Um, he came over to crib and, um, he had FL studio. He sent me the FL studio and I downloaded it thinking, okay, maybe this could be a new hobby of mine. Maybe I could get into the production game. And I, I, I was rapping back then. I, I liked to rap back then. And I'm like, you know, if I can make my own beats and all this stuff. And it wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remember 
and we were like making like he was making a beat next to me and i'm there trying to figure out <laughs> what to do first so there is a a severe degree of difficulty in my opinion um when it comes to those different software so when it came to actually using the software and 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 putting the music on there um how did that come about uh yeah no i mean i definitely readily acknowledge that difficulty level and everything because that i definitely felt that like <clears throat> i know that from GarageBand to the program that i use now i remember even i had downloaded that program and i didn't use it for a while like i would touch it be like uh, yeah, I'll go back to broadband. <laughs> you know? um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's funny, something that I kind of had a mentality of, and I think I still kind of have this mentality at times, um, is I always felt like I had to read, like read the whole manual or something, and then I would know what to do. But um, funny thing is, is that that is not the way that goes. It's a uh, continual process of trial and error that you have to, I think, humbly uh, submit to and and learn to adapt or adopt um, in your in your workflow. You know, it's a process of learning to overcome failure. Um, so that's a, that's the way that that went for me. Um, I slowly but surely through just like a lot of experimentation honestly um i learned things that i gravitated to um as far as workflow um sounds that i liked um sounds that i wanted to incorporate into my own musical vocabulary if you will um so yeah but it's been a it's been a kind of a long process honestly <clears throat> How would you classify your music? What would you put it in a put it in a genre? Um, I I think something that inspires me a lot is artist artists that are able to not be so bound to genre, um, but um, definitely something that's permeated my brain and whatnot from the outset has been like. Um, like electronic um, beat music, kind of like Tevin and that T++, you know, um, like uh, Flying Lotus has been a big inspiration and people like that. Um, so uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's a medley of, of influences for sure. And um, hopefully that can be felt like in my music and whatnot, but um but yeah, I guess like experimental electronic would probably have to be the safest categorization. <laughs> Understood. Now, did you have any, you just <laughs> mentioned Flying Lotus. Did you have any, or do you have any other influences that kind of shaped, um, not that you copy their style or anything like that, but kind of shaped the kind of producer or artist that you are? Any other influences or inspirations yeah um no i mean like in keeping with flying lotus i mean there's definitely other artists like clams casino that just have a very spacious um way of producing there's a lot of ambience and you know uh it's i don't know takes you kind of to another place and that's always been something that's inspired me um but I think even growing up, like I wasn't necessarily listening to to like hip hop influenced stuff whenever I was just getting into music and buying CDs as a kid. Like it was kind of like more indie and emo music and stuff like that. So I kind of think um, that that has influenced the emotiveness of my music and how. Um, yeah, it's like an emotional beat music or, or things that kind of are in that sense. Um, I'm not really good as of yet. I would like to learn jazz chords, but as of yet, I've never been able to quite be the like cool like, 
doing beats or whatever guy or something like I don't know I have other influences and things going on in my head usually so. Mm -hmm. so um and one thing about creating music when you when you do that have you ever now the two projects I listened to in the single that I, I listened to on Apple Music um it's instrumental it's a uh, production does chlorophyll mm -hmm. collins do you do you do you write lyrics do you sing do you drop bars <laughs> um <laughs> anytime i listen to like rap music or something or some other stuff like there have been at times where i've been inspired lyrically to write stuff down um that i have on the notes app <laughs> okay so but like uh, as far as me being able to adequately you know do that like that's another thing but we're i love i do love words i mean if you couldn't tell already um but uh you know so i i singer songwriter music is is definitely something that inspires me um like i said that like emotiveness the kind of like wearing the heart on the sleeve kind of vibe to that like like phoebe bridgers or something um is something that i've been very inspired by lately um and so I would like to be able to, in the future, <clears throat> um, blend those worlds. Um, I think the vocal sensibility is something that can kind of be a very direct way of conveying something. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, on EP2, the last song that I have, it's called Voices. And um, that that is me, like, singing. Um, it's very small amount because uh, I just as far as song structure whenever it comes to um, using things like verse chorus formats and just like singer songwritery like format of music uh, that's a very new terrain for me um, so I kind of just work small at that point mm -hmm. but there are like you know I mean there are lyrics that I wrote and everything um, so um yeah hopefully more in the future hopefully i can develop that um but as of yet something that i've also kind of enjoyed is being able to kind of convey lyrical ideas even from samples um like on the song humphrey with a uh, with jayla um i use a mariah carey sample and that vocal sample says hurting so much and i just like that that little breaststroke, you know. So, yeah. What's your goal um, with music? Uh, how? Uh, what's your end goal? Whenever you create a song, when you create a project, uh, what do you want to accomplish um, from creating it? Hmm. Um, hmm. I think. I don't think I ever, I should learn to produce and create more with an end goal in mind. But I think as of yet, the, mostly it's been just like a continual process of like explore, exploration. Maybe, maybe that's the end goal. I don't know, is exploration or something. Um, but uh, in retrospect, I, I guess if anything, um, kind of, I don't know, like something that's always inspired me is movies. And with movies, like it can be something that is a totally different scenario than like your actual life, um, but it affects you on an emotional level still. And, you know, it somehow transcends into the, the, the things that we interact with in our life, you know? And so I think that's something that I've kind of sought to do um, is provide like a, a template through the abstraction of my music and the sounds and the world that I, the musical world that I create that like listeners can inhabit for a little bit, like just a vehicle for them to potentially be able to, um, yeah, find their own emotional nook or their own sets of thoughts and experiences that they can like 
put into that, you know? So, yeah. Do you ever listen to one of your songs and think about maybe a certain or a specific moment in your life? Um, since I'm not a creator, um, not really like an artist, I can't really think about, I, I can't relate to this. So I would imagine if I was a, a producer, I might listen to a song and of mine and say, oh, this is good. And remember all the work that was put into making it. But do you listen to your music and think about like, wow, this makes me uh, think about when I was 17 and like that one person and it didn't go well, or, you know, do you, do you get those emotions from listening to your own music? Um, I mean, I will say, um, and this is probably something that you've heard as well from other artists, like listening to your own music is kind of a really weird experience. <laughs> um, because for one, like something that I can endlessly hear is just like, oh yeah, this thing in the mix, I don't like, like, <laughs> that stuff that I always think about, you know, um, uh, I remember hearing this one artist saying how, like, um, am I getting more orange as time is getting on? I feel like, I don't know, it's like, <laughs> I feel like everything is orange on my side, you're so like, blue and Oh, that's that's because it's dark and I have just two lights behind this okay. camera. Just, you know, no, I yeah. guess, you know, you're you're in the, the, the big state of Texas. You know, the sun's still out. The sun's going down I guess here. So it's <laughs> I feel like I'm turning into an Oompa Loompa or something. No, you look good. You look good. You got the glass. <laughs> like You look good. <laughs> okay, uh, that works. I appreciate you. Man. Um, OK, so I was talking about listening to your own music that yes um yeah let's like uh i remember hearing this one artist saying about how <clears throat> releasing something is just a process of like learning how to give up like and like release like okay you can't touch it anymore like you gotta like let it go mm -hmm. you know um like the idea that nothing is ever done in a way um so yeah, like the, the funny thing is just like, you can totally have your own set of perception and whatever on your own music and the things that you were thinking about and the things that you aim to, um, I guess like, cause yeah, like for me, definitely whenever I create music, there's like a thematic that I have in my mind. Um, like Allowed Era, for instance, is very much coming from a place of uh like healing um i mean allied era is a kind of like double entendre or whatever on like aloe vera mm -hmm. um which was used for healing and then i think like biblical aloes um which i should remember exactly what that is but i, I know it's a thing <laughs> i don't so, either <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> but um but yeah it's like the uh I mean, it's kind of like personal and stuff like the song titles and everything and they relate to things that are very personal to me. Um, but it's, there's definitely like an abstract um, emotional arc that I sought to convey, uh, especially through my first TP and this just like this, this narrative of healing. Um, uh, with EP2, it wasn't so bound to any kind of like narrative thing. Um, and it was actually honestly like coming from uh, like leftovers of uh, old era and then it was just a compilation of stuff that I was like you know what this is this works um, but uh, yeah uh, and I'm trying to remember what the original question was I feel like this happens so often you know I can't <laughs> remember either to tell you the truth and you know what <laughs> that's okay I I know it was along the lines of you know I, I'm not even going to try to remember um, what it was along the lines of, but we're, we're having a conversation. So that's how conversations go sometimes. Um, IRL. IRL. <laughs> it, it, that, this is facts. This is facts. So mm, yeah. um, uh, let's, let's talk about uh, the creation process um, mm. because everybody works differently 
first of all, for if there's any producers listening to this um, who, who just might be, you know, want to know how somebody else works and compare styles and maybe get it even improvements in what they do. Now, let's talk about equipment first. And, uh, and then we'll talk about putting the song together. Now, what do you use to make music? It's so sad. Um, <laughs> I mean, as of yet, honestly, like, I don't even like, Honestly, bro, like your rig is like substantially better than mine. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> no, really, like I, I I remember like I had had a condenser mic at one time and then I sold it because I wasn't really using it. So most of the time um, I really will just like record, if I'm recording like real life audio, I'll be using like this mic mm -hmm. or like, yeah, the, the, Thing on there um, from the iPhone, mm -hmm. um, which is fine because a lot of the stuff that I've done has been very. Um, there are low, there are like lo-fi influences. I am very attracted to the idea of things feeling distressed and um, you know kind of beat up and uh, like found sound type of quality lo-fi. Because I mean, originally like lo-fi was before it became known as like beats i mean there was like dinosaur jr and like like uh sonic youth and stuff like that like that was lo-fi you know and um so i am kind of attracted to that kind of aesthetic and so i don't mind if i just record with what i have and whatnot um but yeah i mean i have a guitar over there it's a nylon string guitar that i've had forever and if a guitarist looked at it they would probably cringe because of how beat up it is or whatever um but tonally it helps it helps convey what i want it to want to do um and then mostly i just um i mean i've sampled from vinyl before um but also i would just like scour youtube and if something inspired me i'd record it um through programs and um just kind of mingle it with whatever uh, virtual stuff I have in my production software. All right. Um, we have Allode Era and EP2 out. So everyone just heard uh, what uh, Chlorophyll Collins uses, and he uses Reason. Um, but you know, he, you, you modestly and humbly um, minimized what you used into. Uh, you know, he doesn't use that much stuff or, you know, that great stuff. Now, I saw your setup on uh, on Instagram now. It looks it looks real official. Um, but, <laughs> but but since I'm not a producer, I don't I don't know what all these other producers have and, well, and all this other stuff. Like I use this for my videos. It's this, this is an SP 404. Um, I don't produce like Kevin uses this, uh, that T plus plus, you know, um, I I'm yet to get into producing with this but I do use it for like videos and stuff at times. Um, but uh, yeah, it's mostly been like what's here in this laptop. Um, mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah. Uh, I've always kind of been of the notion that also because I didn't always necessarily have the money for it, but like, I feel like it's not what you use, but how you use it. Facts. Tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, I don't mean to like throw shade at anyone that's excited about like this, whatever thing that they just got, you know, because um, tools can be very much helpful, you know, absolutely. I'm not arguing that point, but especially whenever it comes to the world of uh, what's called DAWs, you know, digital audio workstations, what ends up happening is that you there's so many sounds to pick from. There are so many virtual instruments to use and you can become um, paralyzed by the amount of options that you have. Um, and so if you can just settle on learning how to use a couple of things and just keep on using them, um, 
in line with whatever style you're trying to develop, um, that is that is the move because it's not this fancy $700 synthesizer that you are like so wanting or whatever that's gonna change your sound. It's like, you're gonna change your sound, you know? Um, or or mold it to however you need it to to get to, you know. Um, but yeah, not throwing shade at seven hundred dollar synthesizers or owners of said seven hundred dollars synthesizers. No, no shade at all. No shade at all. And I, you know what, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, although I come from this little podcast thing of mine. Now people, like I, I have I have stuff, and I've spent a nice deal of money you know i uh i've and i'm not rich let 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 the record show that the cool hand podcast is broke um (laughs) but you know i i have yeah this is this is a hobby that i've invested a lot into but when it comes down to it i don't need this device that i'm recording on i don't need a microphone um people are recording podcasts off their phones people are recording podcasts um, just using having Zoom interviews and using the mic off of their laptop or computer. So, um, it, like you said, like this mic, this clear audio will not make me ask better questions. This will not <laughs> make me engage with a guest better. Um, that it, it's a it's a craft. So um, you can have all the tools and instruments in the world, and you can be whack in podcasting oh, yeah. and in music. There's plenty oh, of whack yeah. artists out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you agree with that. So when it comes to constructing a song uh, for Chlorophyll Collins, has is there a general process of how a song comes about? Um in general terms, exploration. Um in more concrete terms, oftentimes it kind of starts from also since I'm not super adept at my chord knowledge um it kind of usually starts with with samples actually um and then from the sample that's like a source of inspo to continue um kind of building around that um yeah and just like the process of of mangling the sample and uh yeah so that that's just kind of uh that's kind of the way I've, yeah, that's, that's generally it, I guess. <laughs> so, so it starts with the sample and um, let's, let's talk a, a ballpark number when it comes to just one song. Um, how long does one song take to work on? I know an artist is never really finished, but I'm going to give you, let me pull one of your songs up. <laughs> let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's have a sample size. Uh, let's see, Chlorophyll Collins. I'm gonna go to. No, I want to pick the song. I'm not just gonna pick a random song. Let's do Let's do Humphrey with uh featuring Jay Day. Shout out to Jay Day. Now, uh, now that song may be a little special because uh, it has a feature on it. But how generally, how long does a song like that take to uh, just record and finish things like that? Um, well, I mean, like I had that song or like the start of it, I think, I think around the time that Allod Era was being worked on. Um, but I didn't, I don't know, it just didn't feel like it fit quite, like there was a very particular, like I said, kind of like arc, um, like sonically speaking, you know, musically, uh, emotionally that the track listing for Allied Era had already kind of settled into, um, so it felt. And um, I didn't know really where like that song would fit in Allied Era. So, but I knew that I liked it. I knew that it was something that felt me. Um, and, uh, and whenever you find that, it's like, that's not really something that you wanna kind of pass up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something that adds to your like artistic and musical identity. Um, so with that, um, yeah, it was just like, there. it was just kind of like a, 
a beat mostly ambience and whatnot but um yeah I've just been talking to like Jayla and she's just a really cool like person and she's like developing her sound of course too like for her like solo stuff um but yeah definitely she has that unique skill set of playing guitar that I don't have you know like I can do for me it's more of a like to as a means kind of thing um to be able to convey what I need to um but with her it's like that is something that she definitely like that's a thing that she does that's her that's kind of her thing even though she is a multifaceted artist I would say um so yeah I was like hey can you kind of like sort of shred for a little bit like mm-hmm. <laughs> um I wanted to feel like so soulful and uh but like kind of go in you know um and uh she was like okay and so sent her the file opened up I I think I kind of like arranged it a little bit more took some stuff out so I could give her that kind of like area um and then sent it to her then she sent me the just the guitar back so I could kind of like work with it because that's kind of the way I am I like to um anything that I have I like to have the final say in like how it is put together um and uh so I added some tone processing and um other things to complement that element and uh yeah I don't, I don't remember the amount of time it took I mean definitely several months um uh but yeah like any any given song can definitely there's always potential for it to 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 be like more than a year old or something like there's there's always there's always stuff that like you can have this thing and be like I'd like this little thing about it but I don't know what to do with it and just kind of set it aside and then later you just kind of like look at it, check it out, be like, oh, there's something interesting or fool with it. And then it opens up a new like mental nook that you didn't know about, you know, because you're in a different headspace, you're in a different emotional space, you know? So there's always potential for that. Understood, that that makes perfect sense. So uh, I only have a, a, maybe two or three more questions for you. Um, yeah. I guess this one counts as two. Can you talk about some of the, ups and downs, some of the positives and negatives when it comes to creating? Um, you can start with either or positive or negative. Um, well, I think that, I think that like, like I said, being an artist kind of makes it almost like kind of necessary to be a little bit of a narcissist um it's really weird like you get a really weird like feel for your own ego and stuff because what what being an artist means is that like you're saying to yourself and you're saying to everyone else that like something that came from you deserves to be heard by all these people so like what you did is now you're like hey everyone check this out you know and it, it can be a really weird feeling to to, to get to that point, you know? Um, so you really have to believe in an idea that you are forming. Um, and uh, with that, there is a whole lot of like emotional, weird, like baggage, baggage and stuff that can come from that. I mean, I know that something that I deal with a lot is that um, it's this thing called like, I know there's deeper variations of it and everything, um, but like imposter syndrome, where you feel that the field in which you're working in, um, like you don't belong and that you're not valid as someone who's trying to make something and that you're actually like a hoax or something. And um, so, yeah, like so much of what I do has been plagued by that feeling um, and learning how to overcome that. Um, definitely learning like broadening 
your your artistic friend base and people that you can connect with artistically um, doesn't mean they actually doesn't mean they have to do exactly what you do or anything by any means. Um, it can even be they can even be other artists just like in other fields as well. Um, but just people that you connect with that are able to objectively like take what you have and be able to like give input like that that is so valuable um yeah and so you know lately um i mean there's there's you there's samson there's jayla um you know i mean like i have my friend yumi who helped with the uh design on the cassette um release that i'm that's coming out of the two eps um and you know, she's, she's worked with visual arts before and different things. So, you know, definitely like there's been a, a friend group um, that I've been able to start forming. Um, and, you know, I mean, also like here we have Hybrid Records who is putting out this tape, like just different people that have been able to be supportive and, um, you know, uh, yeah, different people like come through in different ways, you know, and you kind of learn those ways are what those roles might be you know um but but getting a feel for that is is very very valuable but that didn't necessarily happen until like this year like whenever i started really putting this corpus collins stuff out you know it's been it's been a process um and there's been a whole lot of like just internal me just like working on this stuff all inside of myself and whatnot, you know, um, before all of what's going on now, you know. Um, so, but yeah, um, you know, you definitely have to kind of put yourself up for scrutiny, you know, and it can be very, very scary. Um, but uh, that's also what makes the successes um, of people responding to that stuff um, very exciting, you know. Um, and rewarding so um, so yeah yeah I think you get a lot of positive feedback I I know um I know I really like your music uh, I'm I you know everybody has their own tastes and mm -hmm. you know I can listen to something that people think is like whack you know <laughs> but um um I think I have a, a decent gauge of <laughs> what's good and what's not. And even there's certain music that you listen to and you say, oh, I can see why it's good, but it's not my mm -hmm. taste. But um, yeah. I see why your music is good for the most part, because I can't break down music and explain music um, very intricately, but I know I like it. I know how thing when things sound crisp and uh, you know things of that nature. So um, uh, uh, what's your biggest satisfaction when it comes to releasing music and and things like that. Um, I think it's whenever people that honestly, like when people that I would perceive them having a taste that I admire, um, like, I mean, I, I feel like you have good taste, you know? And so it's like, you know, you <laughs> telling me that you like my stuff, like that's very satisfying or, or for it to be something that you feel is worthy of like this podcast, you know, um, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, definitely, definitely artists, uh, fellow artists that are really respect that I can listen to their stuff and um, like, like Samson's, you know, EP, like whenever I just got to know Samson and hear that EP, like I was like, Hey, this is someone that's like doing some good stuff, you know, <laughs> and and so then hearing that he was into my stuff, and things were able to resonate with him, like on a deeper level, uh, like on emotional levels and conceptual levels, like that's very rewarding, you know, um, being able to connect in that way, um, so that's a yeah that's that's very satisfying for sure and what do we what's coming up next what can um the people expect from chlorophyll collins in the future near future long term uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
some remixes. Um, I there's one that I won't really talk about because you'll see it whenever it, it happens. I still need to finish it. Um, one I can say is a song of mine that was like a SoundCloud release called Birds on Mars and uh, uh, Crowded Places worked with uh, me on a remix of that and killed it. And that was very new, wonderful collaborative thing that happened that I'm excited about. Um, I just, uh, I, I haven't created an image for it. And so I'm gonna be doing that. And then probably whenever that happens, I can drop it. Um, so those are the most, and then well, the, the, the cassette release of, uh, it's, it's gonna be, it's small batch. Um, it's gonna be like 20 copies or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, I don't think I'm saying anything that I'm not supposed to, but pre-order is gonna be <laughs> coming up. Pre-order is coming up soon. Um, so I'll definitely, whenever that happens, I'll post about it so that, um, you know, people can know about that. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully I can have a little bit of down. It's not as if I'm over here, like being like, Dr. Dre, like I've got all these things going <laughs> on and I'm like busy and whatever, like, but um, honestly, social media can be kind of wearisome on my soul. So I don't know. Hope it, it would be nice to take a little bit of a hiatus from from that and just kind of focus on other more real life things um, for a little bit. But uh, we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, chlorophyll Collins. Before there was chlorophyll Collins, there was Brandon. Now there was Brandon Cantu. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I mean, like, I used to say it more like, not super Spanish, like mm -hmm. Cantu, but I think Cantu is, <laughs> yeah. I want to respect your name, yeah. Brandon Cantu is a human, first of all. He's a human being that has a human being feelings and emotions. So um, you have the right to take a hiatus. Um, I'm just coming back. I, I chilled out for a month i'm like all right it's the end of the calendar year i'm done like because i hate editing i don't like it i'm learning more but i i just like this part honestly i like doing this part and then i wish it just came out on its own like you know the, the audio file just walked itself to <laughs> but so you know you reserve that right to uh, take a break um so we have you know uh the birds on mars remix cassette tapes um we have some cool hand picks this is something that that i just came up with right now um, <laughs> um by chlorophyll collins we have canopy um humphrey uh, featuring jayla day um intro slash while you're and that's uh that's from the alloed era um the other two were from ep2 and we also have thursdays from um the allo alloed era ep so those are some cool hand picks uh you might want to check those out and it's a couple tracks from each uh from each ep and then there is the single that all is calm and peaceful and then in parentheses it says birds so <laughs> That the reason why I call that is because the sample that I used is from a children's song off of a vinyl record, and it was a song about birds. And um, I mean, I was just having this conversation with with Samson about like conceptual stuff. It's like it's it's a medley of like abstract ideas. Um, it's kind of meant to be a bit of a satire, and uh, I don't know. I like the birds, the idea of birds, and how they're just kind of like omnipresent and like free and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> it was it was like sonically, it was my way of just releasing like my first thing that I was like happy with, and was something that I was like, okay, this is this is something that I can like identify myself with. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Um. Any last words? We're we're done here. Is there anything that I missed? Anybody you want to shout out? Anybody you want to diss? Um, <laughs> anybody you want to give some smoke to? Like, but just kidding. <laughs> but um, any shout outs? Anything that I'd missed? Any uh, anything like that? Um, I 
don't know, man. I mean, like, just tune into my Instagram if you want or something, and we'll connect you there. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> he's ad-libbing <laughs> that's right it. now. This was he's he's dropping ad-libs. That's yes. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> chlorophyll collins everybody uh tune in on instagram uh he has a he has he dropped some videos uh very good videos aesthetically pleasing um pleasing to the eye um he, he does the friday flips on instagram where he's flipping a track and making it his own very interesting um i would tune in if i were you and if i were me i'd end this episode so this is the cool hand podcast something you gotta deal with easy